and welcome to episode 55 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast, episode titled, or is it entitled, Hunkering Down, because that's what we're doing. Because in the UK and many other parts of Europe, we've been hit by the beast from the east, a weather system coming in from the Arctic, I guess, and sweeping around past <laughs> northern tips of Europe uh, into the UK on the eastern side. I think the western side of the country are fine. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I always get a frog in my throat on this, and I've tried different methods to clear it. So if you think of anything that you can suggest, let me know. But yeah, so it's been cold. Um, we've got snow down, but it's very powdery. It's not really causing disruption. I mean, people are locked down anyway. So lockdown, hunker down, stay in the warm, all those things work. But I went out for a walk yesterday and it was kind of thawing a bit. Uh, I mean, we're not meant to be hitting positive temperatures or even freezing point um, for most of this week. But there were signs that it was melting in places and it made it um, a little bit more bearable. So, uh, yeah, just went for a, my usual couple of mile walk and uh, snow boots on. And I'll probably do a similar thing today. Although, actually, we, we got a bit of sunshine this morning, which does make it look nice on the snow. So I thought, well, good time for a time lapse. So I've got a time lapse recording as we speak, as I record this. And hopefully that will uh, will look good uh, to kind of play around with the exposure a bit because it started off as cloudy and we've got sunshine now so it'd be cool if we can capture the cloud movements and the sun and the cloudy and all that sort of stuff if i like it so i'll bung a bit of music to it and top and tail it and put it onto youtube just to keep that uh, current <clears throat> so what else has been happening apart from the weather well actually it's probably weather related we um well i went to lock the back door it's actually a side door in our house and uh couldn't the other day so um the door closed uh, and the actual locks which go around the edges on these modern upvc doors didn't engage so a bit of a panic tried a couple of things to adjust but i don't really know what i'm doing so called a professional and he was great it was a local recommendation from the next door site which i think are certainly uk possibly worldwide for your own little networks and someone recommended a guy who's based just up the road mile or so up the road and uh, he was on TripAdvisor. Why do I call it that? <laughs> well, he might be on there, but he's mainly on Checker Trade. Uh, top reviews and uh, really good comments and stuff. So, yeah, he, he gave me a rough idea of, you know, £50 for labour. Sounded He said it sounded like it would just be like an adjustment thing rather than anything too heavy. And uh, he, he came over about lunchtime. And he had a look at it and he said the mechanism is really good, really solid sound. Uh, so it's likely to be just an adjustment. So the positioning of the door and the frame um, won't dwell on the details, but he was a very nice chap and uh, TWC locksmiths and uh, thank you and paid him. And we'll do some reviews uh, today because I was really pleased and I would have no hesitation in reckoning recommending Tom Coombs of TWC locksmiths. Uh, this is not an advert for him, but you know, get the idea. So um, I, I like to call that good customer service and kind of and bad. Um, I had a bit of rough of a rough experience with Octopus Energy, who do our gas and electricity. We switched tariff for the electric to take, well, to prepare for when I get an electric vehicle. Um, <clears throat> but it left the the gas tariff uh, still to be uh, sorted, and I had to chase them up. I had to go to Twitter. Amazing how you get a quick response when you go public on Twitter and call someone out if their service is uh, lacking a bit. <clears throat> and they, um, 
they got a guy on some direct messages and they've offered a couple of tariffs so I'll have a, a review of those and sign up but it's really quite simple you know this I had a combined energy tariff before the electricity was changed because that's for the charging period of the electric car to take place in the early hours of the morning when I bought one um, but obviously that leaves the gas uh, needing to be uh, negotiated and arranged independently so I just needed to do that so so that was um, good to get sorted so I'd mentioned about ordering some new business cards I ordered them on Sunday, Monday last week, and they came about an hour or two after recording the podcast last week. So, really pleased with those. Obviously, they're you know, business cards are something you normally hand out physically. Uh, I've got the QR code on them, that, that all works well. Um, being a perfectionist, there's probably some alignment things that on, even though I <laughs> I took about a week to actually play around with the alignment, there's some things I think, yeah. now I've got the card, I'd probably tweak it a bit. But I did the smallest order, which was 50 cards no idea how long it'll take to get rid of those and I generally like the design I mean, it's very plain um, you know black on white and clear white back for writing stuff I always think people like to write stuff on the back of a card so and obviously they've got the easy access to the website now they can contact me quite easily or look me up and suss me out so they're there um, you know there's usual thing about where you distribute them in pockets and wallets and camera bags and things but I'm kind of in the middle of that so I'll get that sorted out and then, yeah, if I'm out and about, people say, oh, what are you filming? Or whatever, I can just say, here you go. This is me. This is what I do. There's my YouTube channel link on there from the front, my homepage, my site. So uh, have a look and uh, and then you'll know. Uh, and then you maybe even be interested and want to book me or at least subscribe, please. Thank you. So very pleased with that. Quick service. I mean, they did do some sort of expedited service I think you paid an extra £5 for it or something and I didn't but the fact they came in three days when we're not actually interacting with other humans because of the uh, the lockdown I thought it was pretty good actually um, quickly on the lockdown I mean our numbers are still doing well in the UK the vaccines are, are getting out there it was about 12, over 12 million last I heard and I think they said Saturday they hit a thousand vaccinations a minute across the UK quite impressive guys you know you've done most most things wrong perhaps in some eyes uh in the pandemic but uh, this is something that we can feel proud of i think in the uk and uh there's still a lot of grumblings in europe that um the fact they want to negotiate negotiate the contracts to supply the vaccine as a 27 country block uh didn't work well and they're um well they're not being referred to as as uh people or what do you call it residents uh, habitants, um, population, I don't know, but they were referred to on one of the news items as voters, and that's what they are. And that's why some of the leaders are jumping up and down because they could lose their positions just because of the way the EU negotiated their license. Anyway, won't dwell on that too much. We're not part of it now. Um, unfortunately, on most terms and most cases, but fortunately, in terms of uh, vaccine. So, uh, YouTube, been very pleased with my YouTube performance. Um, I've been doing some video research into things that people learnt from. So these are bigger YouTubers, what they learnt from in the early days and what to focus on. And I think generally I'm on a good, in a good place there, getting slow but steady growth. Uh, the Croydon video is most certainly on track to be the most popular because currently that's held by Dave's tinnitus story. That had a bit of a bump recently because it was tinnitus awareness week. So <clears throat> that's done about 3,700 views. 
And uh, I looked this morning, Croydon's on 3,500, so it's it's really coming on leaps and bounds. Um, and one of the other things that you can do with the YouTube video is you can guide at the end of the video, you kind of have a call to action for people to subscribe, but you can also put uh, where would you want people to go next? And with that one, <clears throat> I allowed myself one space and it was previously going just to, I think it was my video of the local shops I did here at Forestdale. Uh, but I changed it so that the link is now to my playlist of local videos, um, which may see another one if I'm happy with the time lapse. So it, it guides people to go to that area um, and then hopefully they'll have a dig around, watch some of my other content and get hooked. That's the plan. But um, yeah, good to read into the analytics. Good to see the numbers. A lot of activity. I think there was one one hour period over the weekend where there were 20 views of my videos. Does that sound a lot? Don't know. But it but it was good if that's just in one hour. Um, and it just seems to be quite steady. Um, the, the subscriptions have gone up um, three or four or five in a week. I'd like it to be more always, of course. Um, because YouTube, I mean, I'll, I'm not doing it for this reason. I want to just create good content, put it out there, be consistent, have my kind of niche. Um, but if you get enough numbers, you can look to monetize the channel. But I think you need... Something like a thousand subscribers minimum. I'm on a 117 this morning, and you need to have 4,000 public watch hours. And I think I've got about 250 odd. So I'm not going to fuss about that. I'm just going to let it happen. I'm just going to work on the on the things that I can control, which is the content that I put out. And if the rest falls into place, great. Um, I mean, I think they do a review because you you know you could have copyrighted things in or things that they don't agree with but you know if you can tick all the boxes um it can be quite a good um quite a good earner i was actually listening to a guy on the cult of mac podcast i think i think this was in the last week rather than two weeks ago and he's got um hundred and something thousand subscribers he does a lot of product reviews and stuff like that and he said he had a check for twelve hundred dollars for a month uh, advertising revenue from youtube came in last uh, last week so you know if you get it right and if you get an audience and a community, um, then, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's things to be had there. But monetizing is way in the future. Um, as I say, focus on the, uh, the main content building and creating. So I took my, um, my shoulder pod G2 out a couple of times. Really, really pleased with that. It's a very solid product. Uh, so the problem I've had in the past is that it, if you want to put a an iPhone into any kind of mount or clamp, you normally have to kind of screw it up. And this thing, screw it up, not mess it up, you know, put it in position and then turn a screw. Whereas this, it's on a spring and a lock. So you, it goes in there, it's solid. Um, it's like a sort of foam or well, rubberized, I suppose, not foam, rubberized surface. So it really feels it's got good grip against the, the case that the phone's in. Um, and then I just put it in a small kind of shoulder bag that I use for photography occasionally. And it's just there on me. I mean, it still functions as a phone. I, you know, control my podcasts and stuff as I'm listening, as I'm walking. Uh, but I can very easily just take that out. And the fact that it's it's got this solid, slightly odd design, like an upside down U, um, but you can base it on railings and things like that to get some really good solid platforms. So I did some recording about that uh, with that last week. Uh, been out in the snow, probably going to go out later. Today, I think, um, I mean, the forecast changes all the time, but they did did say about it might be sunny, full sun the last couple of hours of the day, last couple of hours of daylight, otherwise known as golden hour. So I will probably go out this afternoon 
uh, with my shoulder pod, do a bit more recording uh, because I've been uploading some more to the Pond5 stock site. So they're in review at the moment. I did all my worthy ones from Croydon from back in November because I thought they could be they could be sellers. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, did some more tram ones um, generally. Um, but also I've recorded but not yet uploaded some tram ones in the snow yesterday when I was on my walk, but it was quite dull. So if I go out today and we've got some more sunshine, better light means kind of better picture, better focus in, in many ways. So I'll, I'll try and get some more tram views today and then I'll, I'll upload a block of Croydon trams in the snow type stock. And stock is really weird because you, you just can't forecast really what an audience is going to want and download. Um, it's quite amazing. Uh, there was a girl on YouTube who, in the States who does a lot of stock photography and drone stuff. And... Um, so she does videography and photography, but on the photography side, she did some f- a photo of tumble dryer sheets. And I think within the first couple of days of them being uploaded, she earned about $150 <laughs> tumble dryer sheets, the ones that you stick in the dryer to make your clothes smell good. So stock videography with Pond5. I'm exclusive artist with them and I'm growing my portfolio and uh, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that that will lead to some income as well. It's more of a passive income, but you know, you kind of just leave the clips up there and they negotiate. I've chosen that they negotiate the price for me, get the best price because the best price for them is also for me, get some commission. And, um, you know, I th- it's going to be better than the Shutterstock downloads that we're earning in many cases, 10 cents per download. Uh, and that's just rubbish. And then you've got to convert it and yada, yada. So last Friday had a really productive uh, Microsoft Teams meeting with clients for the product launch video that kicked off about October last year. So there've been uh, been a few challenges, a few little bumps in the road, as well as the pandemic. And um, but it was really good. We're on we're on track. So that's led to some exchanging of script ideas, storyboard ideas, shot lists and all that kind of stuff I've been working on. It's been really enjoyable to do that. And I'm partway through that at the moment. And we're going to have another review meeting end of next week uh, and we'll share some content. And, and really, this is what it's all about. Having regular uh, quality dialogue with the client about their product, agreeing how we can storyize it for a want of a better term. And make it, you know, tight, punchy, does the job, share it with a few pairs of eyes. Um, and then when we go down to do the shoot, we've got we've got confidence that that's the story we want to tell and we capture it. Uh, and I'll probably typically do some additional shots as well. So we've got some other stuff in the kind of in the locker, maybe some slow down, slow mo uh, things that we could play with. But, you know, this is going to be a punchy kind of online ad. So it's not going to be a long piece, well under a minute. Um, but you still have to put a lot of effort into it because every second in that short period has got to add value uh, and do the job of selling the product to the customer, so or potential customer. So it's all under secrecy at the moment. Can't talk about what it is, but uh, really look forward to being able to do that in, in due course. So I think realistically we're probably looking at a spring shoot. Um Ah, spring shoots. But anyways, a shoot in the springtime, uh, whenever that'll be. And that's for various reasons, but at least the weather should be nicer, sun will be higher, light should be good, nice and clean, clear light at that time of the year. So looking forward to that. So I talked about the, my notes are in the wrong order. I talked about the cold snap of weather. So um, uh, the only other thing is something that I'd dabbled with before, but 
need to go back to again or needed to. And that's just having a better kind of webcam option because as good as Apple products are, I mean, I think the phone and maybe the iPad cameras are okay, webcams, you know, front-facing camera, but most of the time they're rubbish. And I bought the Elgato Camlink last year. They were in short supply. And this enables you to um, get an HDMI connection through to your computer when you're having a call. So it just goes from HDMI out of a camera into this little device. It's only like a little, it's like a little USB memory stick thing. And then that goes into your USB port on your, on your um, MacBook or your whatever it is, computer. And it's, it's much better quality because obviously you can, any camera that's got an HDMI out can be used typically. I mean, they do have a list of supported items on the Elgato website, but generally it's, it's just ones that they knowingly support rather than they didn't know that they did support, if that makes sense. And I know that in, since the pandemic, uh, Canon and Nikon have developed some software so that you can then just use a USB out of your camera into a computer, but that's not always supported and therefore recognised by all types of um, program, I suppose, recording programs. So I tried the Nikon one on Zoom and it worked fine. I tried it on Microsoft Teams and even though it should do, should work on there, according to Nikon, it didn't. Um, and then I tried it on FaceTime and it didn't recognise it. But the advantage with Elgato is it's pretty much that gets plugged into your computer and almost anything that you plug into that in the camera settings on the FaceTime or Messenger video or Teams or whatever, it just says Elgato Cam Link. So you can almost plug anything into it. And I, I th- I am denied. I played around with my Nikon Z6 and my main sort of production camera. I played around with the Nikon D5600, which I've got. Um, but I went for the GoPro because generally I don't use a GoPro very much. So <clears throat> when I've got the, the setting set up in the room here, once we've kind of moved across, I can leave it in position. I can leave it mounted. I can leave it with a power supply so that I literally just have to switch on the GoPro. And of course, it's a small form factor as well. Um, and that will become my webcam. So it'll be much, much higher quality for any type of web meeting that I have. And um, and I think it's better than sort of faffing around with the Nikon one because the other thing is with Nikon, I don't think in the model I was going to use, 5600, I don't think you can uh, have any longer than half an hour. So you'd have to kind of keep switching the camera off and on again, I believe. It might be different for the Nikon Z6. Uh, but with the GoPro... And it's, this feature has been going back for a number of models over over the years. I think you just set it up for broadcasters live. Uh, so it's been built into it. Uh, maybe that's good foresight, forethought from uh, from GoPro. Uh, and it kind of does the job. So, um, and it's a surprisingly good package, really, a GoPro for what it is. So, you, you know, you just set it up for 4K or HDMI or something. And... Um, I think there's often limits on how the zooms of this world can actually broadcast. But anyway, when in a few weeks time we do the kind of room move um, and I set up my little corner here where I'm now for the podcast is a bit more permanent with some sound, additional sound deadening, although it's not too bad. And then I will set up a second desk, which will have my kind of rig on there for a light and basically like a kind of YouTube ish rig for doing any um, YouTube broadcasts. Uh, oh, there was one other thing, actually. I also had a 
an inquiry yesterday to someone I spoke with a few months ago that I did headshots for last year or year before. And um, they're doing a production at the one of the Churchill Bromley theatres, I think it's a studio theatre. And she said, I mean, she spoke to me about doing stills, which obviously I can do, but she mentioned about the possibility of doing a stream, live stream on Zoom. So that'd be fun. Uh, but that's much later in the year. That's not till late November. So uh, we'd be, we left it that we'll have a chat and then decide um, where we go from there, what we want to do and how we want to do it. Um, and, and obviously I'll need to look into the mechanics of what's needed. I mean, my newest camera can broadcast live on like YouTube and I'm sure it can do it on Zoom just as a Zoom call. But, you know, there's there's ways and means we can do this, just working out the best one and uh, obviously sorting out an, an appropriate price for such a thing because it's uh, not something I've done too much of in the past, if at all. Anyway, so I thought this was going to be a really quick and snappy one. Um, it, it's quite quick, but it's on par with a normal. And it, Sue, Sue and I spoke today. She said, oh, do you need to do it every week? Um, she didn't say it like that. She said, do you need to do your podcast every week? There you go. Uh, and I thought, well, I used to forget so many things when I was doing it erratically, monthly, if monthly at best. So for me, this is a good kind of jog of memory of what I've done in the last week. And it kind of keeps me focused to make sure that, I mean, I don't think, oh, I must do this because of the podcast, but it just means that because I've normally got about 20 plus minutes to talk about each week of stuff, um, it means that there is stuff going on despite lockdown and all the other things that, that are challenging us. So uh, it, it's going to carry on as a weekly broadcast. Um, I'd like the audience numbers to grow, but I'm not too concerned about that. That will happen if what I'm doing is good enough and consistent enough. And one of the things I always say about this is post consistently. So I am podcasting consistently. On that note, I will um, I will now sign off. Thank you once again for listening. Please uh, continue to support the show. Tell your friends. Phil's Photography Journey podcast available on all platforms. Um, but for now, on episode 55, Hunkering Down, I will sign off. Mm-hmm.